Pressure coming, pressure coming, and he's sacked to get to the four-yard line. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Another sack by Shaq Barrett. He's got three today. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Caught! Touchdown! Tampa Bay! Oh, Jay Howard! Fire them, and it's what a play! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Casey Phillips here with none other than the rookie, Tristan Wirfs. Tristan, thanks for being with us. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, congrats on the win, two in a row. It's got to be a great feeling. Uh, also, it was your first time getting to play in front of some fans as an NFL player. I know that wasn't too many of them, but uh, what, what was that like, and how did it kind of change the dynamic? You know, it was. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, like like you said, there wasn't you know a ton of fans, but at least having some there. You know, the you know fans definitely bring a little bit of energy to the game. Um, so that was that was really nice. And uh, the the altitude. I gotta I gotta ask how how was that? Um. I mean, it wasn't as bad as, like, I was thinking. Like, I was thinking you weren't going to be able to breathe at all, but um, it was it was tough at some points. That's good. See, this is perfect. You expected way worse. Yeah, that's, that, that's how, how, a lot of things, how you want a lot of things to go. You know, you're expecting worse, then it ends up being better. That's good. That's always a good way to approach it. Um, but then on the counter side, 55 degrees. I imagine, I, I feel like the O-linemen are usually the happiest at the colder games. Is that fair? Oh, man, I was... I don't know. I, I remember going out for like pregame warmups, and I was just smile. I was just smiling because it felt like you know, like I was back in Iowa. You know, I love that weather. So it was, you know, I loved it. Yeah, this was this was you and your natural habitat, right? <laughs> uh, yep. That's awesome. And and I mean, I so I got to ask the Florida Heat. How has that been for you so far? I mean, not terrible. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but um, I've definitely gotten used to it you know, compared to like when I first got down here. Um, but I'll take, I'll take, you know, a cool, a cool 45, 50 degrees any, any day. How long did you feel like it took you to get more used to the, the heat and humidity? Uh, probably, probably a month. I mean, so people like people don't know this, like it gets humid in Iowa too. Like I think like all the, you know, we have so much, so much farmland and, and, and crops and everything like the soil just holds holds onto the moisture. So it gets humid there too, but I mean, it's, it's still different down here, but yeah, it took me, it took me a decent while to, to get used to it and I mean this this game this was such an exciting win for you guys and uh I, I have to feel like the the blocked punt starting early in the game when as an offensive player when you're watching something like that what's your reaction what was that like to to be on the sideline for to be to be a part of and, and what does that do for you guys when when something like that happens to set you up so well anytime you know anytime you get a big play like that you know you you can't help but get pumped up like I, I remember I was so we, we were the O-line was down on the far end getting ready for the punt, you know, where we just run out. And then I remember it's like taking off down the field. Just, I was yelling. I was like, I was like, I was like, score Pat, score Pat. Um, just cause you know, it's exciting. You get excited for your teammates, you know, when they, when they make big plays and um, definitely, you know, setting up, you know, giving a steel position like that is pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. That's, that's great. I love that you guys ended up having to do like a full field sprint because of where you thought you would be versus where you ended up um and then the same thing with the safety you know I mean, whenever the defense is getting points like that what what do you remember about whenever that happened that was exciting too you, you know you you don't get safeties very often but I remember I think every safety that you know that I've seen everyone on the sideline immediately is going you know putting their putting their hands up um but it, yeah the, all those plays are you know 
just stuff that doesn't happen very often, you know, you definitely get pumped up. and It's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's been years since the Bucks have had a blocked punt or a safety, much less both in the same game. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty cool for you guys. And I mean, the, the defense overall, like their performance was just incredible. Six sacks, couple interceptions, forced fumbles. I mean, plays all over the place. Uh, what was what was that like for you guys to get a chance to watch them? You know, go off like that. You know, it, it's it's awesome. You know, cause like you, you know, you always need all three phases. You know clicking to win a game um and defense was definitely definitely clicking they have been clicking um just watching them go out go out there and do their thing is is pretty cool and is there almost a sense of I don't know if relief is the right word but when they make those kind of plays when they're getting the interceptions when they're getting the sacks what that does for you guys as an offense at that moment do you feel it affect the the vibe almost as you guys get out there on the field yeah, I mean, we definitely want to go out there and put points on the board. And then, you know, when they're putting us in situations like that, you know, you definitely it's, it's kind of like you want to, um, like, pay them back almost, you know, um, just to go out there and make it so, like, all, everything they're doing is not, like, for no reason, you know. You mentioned it is almost like paying them back, like, you don't want to let them down. But is there also almost a sense of competitiveness between the offense and defense? Like, if they're having a great game, you don't want it to be all, like, you don't want them to be the only ones getting the glory. Is, is that fair? I would think so. Yeah, I think so. You know, you definitely want to, oh, I don't even know how, I don't even know how to put it, but I definitely think, you know, there's some, there's some competitiveness, you know, like, like you said, you don't want them to get all the glory, so to speak. Um, But, you know, at at the same time, you know, we're all, you know, we're all pulling for each other and, and, you know, they want us to do good. We want them to do good. So when it comes down to it, you know, we're all, you know, we're all, we're all holding, you know, holding each other, down each other's back. We're talking offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs uh, and one of the members of that defense, Shaq. I mean, two sacks and got that, the one that led to the safety. Um, going back home, when did you start realizing how important this game was going to be for someone like him? You know, was this kind of dis- discussed around the team or did everybody just kind of know this? Like, hey, he's going home back to his former team. So I didn't know that till till today. I saw it on, on Twitter. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. So I thought it was pretty cool. You know, today, you know, I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, wow, you know, having a good game against your former team. But I, I actually didn't know that till today. That's awesome. I love that. Well, and, I mean, he's obviously a guy you've had to go up against uh, a whole heck of a lot now over the last couple of months. You're probably pretty happy to see him wrecking some other people and not being on you in practice. Um, what What is – explain why he's been so good. Explain why he's a guy that was able to get 19 and a half sacks. You know, he comes he comes out to work every day and and you know has the same energy, you know, the same tempo. He he, you know, he doesn't take he doesn't take a day off or anything like that. You know, he just comes in and, and does what he does. Um, and it, it was pretty awesome. I remember the first day, first day we were in pads of camp, going going against him. I was like, wow, I was like, this is gonna be a long camp. <laughs> um, but you know, just you know, he's he's super. He always has a super great you know attitude mentality. Um, he's it seems like he's always smiling. Um, but it's it's awesome just being out there on the field with him. Is that almost worse? He's like smiling and then beats you and you're like, God, stop smiling. <laughs> See, that's what I've been saying. You know, people always say you got to be mean. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Shaq's a mean person. So so this is actually perfect for you then because this is, this is what people say about you, that you're too nice, right, to play for your position. So is, this, is Shaq helping you make your point? I think so. I think so. That's pretty funny. I like that. And uh, if one of your fellow rookies, Antoine Winfield Jr., I mean, this this kid is just going off. And, you know, how, how well did you get to know him? I know it wasn't a normal offseason where, you know, normally the rookies get to do a whole lot together, spend a whole lot of time together. Um, how well did you get to know him this offseason? You know, we didn't, like, hang out a lot. But I know we were – like, we both had moved down here, like, early 
probably for the same reason, get used to the heat. But I know when I like I was running with Anthony Nelson and and over at Skyway, and I know he was working with you know some of the other DBs and everything. But just talking to him, you know, cause we we got to play against each other in college, and we would we 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 would text you know before we came down here and everything, just just seeing what's up. But you know, he's he's an awesome dude, um, super humble, super nice. But yeah, he's been he's been going off. It's pretty it's pretty cool to watch. How quickly in practice did you start realizing that he was going to be legit? Well, you know, he just shows up all over the place. You know, he's he's all over the field. I remember there was one play, we we're just running outside zone to the left, and I was you know I was just working a, a backside cutoff, and I see him coming down, and you know I tried I tried cutting him off, but then he just you know he's running at me, running at me, and then he just took off, and he's a little faster than me, but <laughs> just talking crap to him a little bit. Um, but you know he's he's awesome. Like I said, he shows up all over the field, makes plays. Um, but yeah, he's 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 doing amazing. You mentioned you know how hard of work he is off the field. I feel like both of you guys showed up so NFL ready, and not just from like an X's and O's standpoint, but from a maturity standpoint, from a knowing you know what it's like to be a pro. Um, we know for him, you know, I mean, his dad played, and so he has kind of a. He has he has a reason, you know, like why that that might be the case for you. What do you think it is that made you so NFL ready and as a human, not just as a player? Oh, geez, um, probably the pro. You know, coming from Iowa, you know, they run a pretty a pretty tight ship. You know, Coach Ferentz, you know, just the way he runs it, you know, way he wants to run his program and, and the way he runs it gets guys ready for the next level. You know, he, he holds us to a pretty high standard. So I think I think that's a huge a huge reason. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, on, on the offensive side of things for the Broncos game, uh, Godwin getting in there for that early touchdown off the, the blocked punt, um, you know, take us through a little bit of it, you know, for you, what worked in that play and, and how exciting it was to get points on the board that quickly. I mean, I was, yes, getting, getting it set up like that from a blocked punt was awesome. Um, but just coming out and, you know, get that score. I remember, oh, it was like 50, 53 protection, I think, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty standard protection. But you know, just just getting him in the end zone like that, um, I think that that being in a situation like that is huge. You know, when you're set up like what we're on, like our, our ten ten, I think yeah. yard, like that ten yard line, like you have to you have to get points. You know, um, and seven seven is a lot better. Seven is a lot better than three. So, um, but it was just I think that was huge for us. You know, if we would have came out of there with a field goal, you know, it would have been nice. But um, definitely want to get want to get a touchdown out of that. And I noticed the, the Broncos defense did get a couple of tipped passes uh, on you guys. As an offensive lineman, what are the, the biggest keys to trying to keep that from happening? And, and where, you know, just how does that kind of tend to happen, the execution there? Yeah, you, usually it's just when, when you, when you kind of stop a guy's rush and he's just looking at the quarterback and he ends up jumping. And, you know, they always tell us, you know, if a guy jumps, you got to start running your, running your feet and, and, you know, put him on the ground or you, you got to, you know, hit him when he jumps or something like that. But it's, you know, it's always tough. You know, I think getting, you know, a ball batted down is pretty frustrating, especially when it's like your guy, because it, it happens so fast. Like you're, you're in the block and then he jumps and sometimes you're like, Oh, and by the time you go to hit him, it's already been tipped. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of frustrating sometimes, but yeah, you know, when he jumps, you just want to start running your feet. I think that's, a, that's the biggest thing. And uh, I loved Mike Evans stat line was one of my favorite things I've heard in a while. Two catches, two yards, two touchdowns that's probably one of the most efficient stat lines I've ever heard of um so what what have you seen from him and especially those red zone type of plays and, and why he's so dangerous there you know I think you know Mike's a he's a big he's a big guy he's like six four so you know him being a big target like that you got to get the ball to him you know I know he's he's pretty pretty passionate guy I would say is a good word um so I, you know him 
you know, he wants to get open. He wants, he wants to score touchdowns, but you know, just having, having him on our team is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. One of those things you're glad you're, he's with us instead of the other way around. Um, all right. Well, we are going to take a quick break here. We still have plenty more with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Back here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We were just talking about some of those amazing offensive plays in the win at Denver. A um, couple weeks in a row now, you guys have had a big lead. Um, it's funny to say that that's a challenge because it's like, of course, that's what you're going for. Um, but there are some unique challenges with that. How do you feel like you guys as an offense and as a team overall have handled the big leads? Are there ways that maybe you can still improve in those situations? Just kind of overall, what have you thought about that? You know, it's definitely nice having that. You know, I think the past two weeks we've had a good lead going into halftime. Um, and I think a big thing is, is we want to come out and start fast in the second half as well. You know, um, you don't want to give them a chance to get back in the game. Because um, I think at that point, you know, if you keep putting keep putting points on the board, it kind of breaks, you know, breaks the team's will. And then you can you, you kind of feel that throughout the game. You know, if you keep scoring, keep scoring. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just that you just feel it, you know, that, the, that they want to be done. Um, so I think, you know, definitely coming out in the second half and, and we usually get off to a fast start, you know, start the game, but we want to keep that, keep that same energy um, coming out of halftime as well. And how would you evaluate overall offensive line performance in pass block and then run blocking each one of them? Where'd you say you guys were at, you know, if now that you've kind of gotten a chance, to, I know you guys haven't really gotten a chance to watch much film yet, but having soaked in the game a little bit, what, what do you guys think your, your grade's going to be? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, I think I think you know guys are gonna be you know definitely want to run the ball, be able to run the ball more efficiently, run the ball better. Um, I think that's gonna be a big emphasis. Um, and I, I don't I don't know if I want to talk about grades for the other guy. You know, being a rookie, I don't know. If I want oh to yeah, no no no, not about the individual guys. Sorry, I meant as the line overall, just kind of how you guys felt like you did as a group. I'm not gonna make you call out your teammates. I'm not gonna get you in trouble like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we did too bad. Um, like I said, definitely want to improve the run game. Um, and I know my, you know, personally, I don't like getting Tom hit. Um, and I feel like probably nobody else does either. So yeah, particularly um, Tom, I have a feeling Tom doesn't like that either. <laughs> I think so too. Um, but, you know, definitely, you know, always want to keep him as clean as possible. I think against, we didn't have any sacks against Carolina. So, you know, that's, you know, we set a standard, so we got to, you know, keep to that. Um, but, you know, I don't think we did too bad. I noticed that you were called for hands to the face, but there's no way that was on you. When they showed the replay, you didn't do that at all. Did they get the number wrong, or did they just call you for something crazy? Do you know? I didn't know that it was on me. I I don't even remember touching his, his head at all, but yeah, they might, might have got a number wrong. I don't know. Um, I was giving Donnie some crap because they might have, they might have, you know, they, his jersey might have been rolled up a little bit, and they looked like an eight instead of a six. But So I don't know, but, yeah, that was – yeah, that's what I figured. If it was on someone else, I figured that you, you'd be able to be like, hey, man, you owe me now. <laughs> I got called out because of you. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't even know that was on, it was on that they had called it on me until Cap told me. And I, was like, I was like, what was it for? And he's like, hands to the face on you. I was like, I was like what? <laughs> but That's pretty funny. Well, you, you talked about how much you feel like Iowa and playing there, you know, could have factored into your readiness. And, and that is something we hear about so often is how much – Iowa produces so many good NFL O linemen in particular, but I mean, you were the first Iowa 
player ever to start at tackle as a true freshman there. So like, that's a whole other level of a program that already produces amazing tackles. And then you're ready to go as a freshman. And then now same thing here, you've been ready to go as, as a rookie thrust against guys like Cam Jordan. Um, what do you think it is that makes you ready on the field when you have to go to another level, when there's that jump in talent and you're still ready for it? Oh boy. Um, I think just the, just the mentality of like, you know, all you can do, you know, you just got to go out there and, and give it your all, you know, that's all you can really ask yourself. You know, everyone's going to prepare. You have to prepare yourself. Um, you know, coaches are going to help you as much as they can, but you know, when it comes down to it, you just got to go out there and give your best effort. You know, I had, well, you know, I've had a lot of coaches that say this, but you know, my assistant wrestling coach, this is like his, his mantra, his name's Aaron Truitt. Um, he always said, there's two things you can control with attitude and effort. Um, so that's kind of, you know, it's always stuck with me. You know, coaches use it all the time. But um, so I don't know. I just try and go out there and especially when, I, you know, my freshman year in, in college and, and game against, you know, uh, Saints, I was just attitude and effort was was the, two, was the biggest thing. That's awesome. And overall, I want to hear for you, how did COVID affect your draft process that whether the draft itself, the preparation for it, what are all the ways that it ended up kind of throwing a wrench into your plans? Um, so I guess the, you know, everyone had to stay at home for the draft, you know, and then, um, I did that, you know, I did that red carpet thing for my mom, you know, I just thought that'd be kind of cool. Um, since we didn't get to experience the whole, you know, was it, it was supposed to be in, it was Vegas this year. So that would have been pretty, that would have been pretty awesome. But you know, I was like, you know what, you know, being my hometown, that's, that's a little bit better. Um, and then, you know, draft, draft, um, they're like training for the combine and everything. I was just, um, you know, nobody could get in really, really very many weight rooms. And, um, I was just working out at a, you know, a, a friend of mine, he, he had a, he had a place. Um, so that was, you know, I'm really thankful for that. Um, and then, uh, in, in Iowa city, my, my, uh, my house had a, a decent sized backyard. So I could do, I could do stuff. I could do stuff back there. And I had a, a really long driveway so I could, I could run there. Um, but it was just, you know, it was really, really different. You know, I think, you know, a lot of guys had to, had to use makeshift equipment, you know, it's just all sorts of stuff. I know um, a lot of guys were probably ordering stuff online, like, like exercise bands, all sorts of stuff. Um, but just doing as much as you could, much as you could do. And I, I love that you brought up the red carpet thing that I thought that was very adorable and very sweet of you. And I'm sure your mom appreciated as well. Where did you get the idea for that? Um, so uh, her name is Alyssa Romano. She she works with my agent. Um, she she, kinda, she just she brought it up because we were talking. I was like, yeah, I want to try and do something for my mom. And she's like, well, it was like the first idea. She just threw it at me. She's like, how about this? I was like, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, and you know, we kind of we ordered a red carpet on on Amazon, and then uh, had a flower company deliver flowers that day. And my sister had to. Um, Cause I was still in Iowa city. So my sister had to like look for packages every day of the red carpet and hide it. And then my sister had to get the flowers. So my mom wouldn't see it. And it was so funny, like trying to get my, we had to get my mom inside the house to roll the red carpet out. And she, she was outside for some reason, but she wouldn't go back in. And I was like, you, you know, we had to set up the, the phones to work, to do the live stream for the draft. And I was like, mom, I was like, something's wrong with the phones. I was like, can you come inside? Cause like four people told her to come in. She wouldn't. And I was like, mom, something's wrong with the phones. So she went in and I ran out, I ran down to the basement and rolled the red carpet out. I was like, all right, come back out. 
and she came out and like everyone was out there. Um, but it, I think, I think it was, you know, I think she really appreciated it cause she was like, she's not the best with technology and she had to set up the, the phones and everything. And she has, well, she just got an iPhone. She had a Samsung for the longest time. And so she was getting all frustrated because she didn't know how to use an iPhone. And, but then that, you know, when she came outside and saw that, I think she was pretty happy. That's awesome. That's such a great story. We're talking offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs. Um, your combine performance was insane. Um, how much of that was about training for it versus just your natural ability? I mean, what do you kind of credit to those, those stats and numbers you put up? Uh, Coach Doyle, um, you know, I, I stayed at my college and trained. Um, you know, I was like, well, he's got me, you know, I got, to, I, did, I did the hand clean. I was like, if he's got me this far, um, might as well might as well stick with him for the, for the combine prep too you know and um it was it was funny because we didn't the only thing we really measured like while we were training for the combine was our vertical so that's like the only thing I knew what I was close to um going into the combine I hit I hit 36 um like a couple days before I left for the combine and then I was like I knew I was like I knew I wanted to get above that and I hit 36 and a half and then but the 40 time we didn't we didn't time our 40s um, the broad jump, we didn't, we didn't measure though. We, we, I mean, we obviously like trained for them, but we didn't, um, time anything or, or measure the broad jump. Um, what else? Yeah. I mean, uh, you're like, when you mentioned your hang clean, so you have the Iowa record now for the hang clean, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's insane. So it's what, 450, four times. Yep. Yeah. No big deal. That's fine. I can do that. I'm sure. Not a big deal. <laughs> that's crazy. So, I mean, where, where does this athleticism come from have you been like this your whole life where you just I mean not only are you athletic but like at your size it's even more impressive like how 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 long have you been this big and this this athletic um I don't know probably a while I just I don't know there's like people always when I jumped out of the pool and everything people were always asking me like how many tries did it take like what'd you think of that I was like I don't know, me and AJ Epinesa were at, were at a pool in Iowa City with one of our running backs, and he just, the running back, his name's Ivory, he's like, oh, we should try jumping out of the pool. I'm like, there's no way I can do that. And I tried it, and I did it. So that's kind of how it's always been. Like, if I, I just try something, um, try something new. Um, but that's kind of how it's always been, you know, just playing sports. Like, I wanted to do everything I could, as many sports as I could. Um, and I thought, you know, I was like, there's no reason to, to play it if I'm, if I'm not going to be good at it. So I, I wanted to be good. So I just, um, you know, I worked hard for, worked hard at it. And I think, I think, you know, my athleticism helped me a little bit, but, um, you know, I just, if, if I wanted, if I wanted to do something, I, I would try it and I would, I would get it sometimes. Sometimes I wouldn't. And I don't know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> That, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Um, and I know you, you played a million sports, so the athleticism, I'm sure you, you used it a bunch of different ways and they all probably kind of influenced each other. Tell us all the different sports that, that you've played. What, and, and where do you feel like you maybe, it, was football what you would have been best at or just what you liked the most? Um, so I played football, baseball, wrestling, and track. Um, football... It was it was weird because growing when I was like when I was younger like football and baseball were like my top two sports like in baseball season baseball would be my favorite football season football would be my favorite, um, but I love I I, lo I love baseball and then you know getting into um, getting into high school like track I ended up loving like 
like I'm, I still miss track to this day. I miss all the sports, but like track and, and wrestling, like I love wrestling. Re- I think wrestling helps, you know, like helps football in, in every aspect. You know, I think if there's a, if there's a kid, you know, that's, that's kind of debating it, um, whether or not he should, he should wrestle or not. You know, I think you obviously should absolutely. But um, yeah, it was, I, I don't know. I just, I loved it going from sport to sport to sport, you know, with all my, all my buddies, um, just getting to do so many different things, experience different things. Um, it was, it was awesome. That is so cool. Well, when we come back, I'm going to make Tristan tell us a couple more of these Paul Bunyan type stories that are just incredible about his athletic prowess. So we have more coming up on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Casey Phillips here with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. We were just talking about all the different sports he's played, the athletic prowess, and I heard a couple stories that I had to uh, ask about that are just insane. I heard you once threw a discus so far that it went completely out of the field, over a fence, and on a tennis court, like like so far beyond where they even thought anybody would be throwing it. Is this accurate? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, um, how, how did this happen? So it was in, it was in practice. Like we, so like we had like our, our throwing area, like that's, that's where we practice. And then like at the very end of it, there were uh, uh, like our tennis courts where our tennis team would practice. And uh, it, was, it was this big, like double, double paint fence. And I remember like, as I, as I got older, like I, you know, my freshman year, I was, I wasn't even close to it. And my sophomore, year, I got a little bit closer. My junior year, I started hitting the fence. I was like, Oh, wow, that's, that's kind of nice. And then my senior year, it might've been like a, after the first couple of weeks of the season, I started, I, I remember in practice one day, thank goodness, like no one was out there, but I, I threw it. It was out of bounds, my first one, but I threw it over the fence. And I was like, I was like, wow, it's not bad. And then um, tennis, you know, as the season went on, tennis practice started happening and I kept hitting the fence, hitting the fence. When I was throwing it over, they're like, they're like we can't, you know, we can't have you guys practice at the same time because I threw it over. Usually I have to tell them like heads up, you know, I'm throwing, they all look out, but I, I just uh, threw it one day and it flies way over the fence. And there's this, there are these two girls, you know, on the, on the, on the court and it literally goes like right by her head. And it was, I was, you know, I was watching it. I was like kind of looking, I was like, Oh, oh. and you, you start like kind of like cringing almost. I was like, Oh my goodness. But so then after that, I had to start practicing after, after they were done. <laughs> That's incredible. You single-handedly had to change schedules of teams because you were a danger to others. <laughs> That's such an incredible story. And then I heard for wrestling that you had to lose something like 65 pounds to make weight. Is that what, how much, how much weight did you have to lose? This is about just about 40 pounds. 40. Okay. So it's become a fish story where the, the number's getting bigger every time people tell it, but okay. Even 40 is crazy. So I can't even imagine how you did that. And you must've loved wrestling to do that because that sounds terrible yeah it wasn't it wasn't the most fun but you know it was you know I would do it again in a heartbeat you know because I my junior year I felt you know I didn't do as good as I wanted to at the state tournament and you know I was I think I weighed like 325 my senior year right after football season and you know it felt like it was the talk of the town almost you know Mount Vernon's a pretty small town but everybody was asking me like oh are you gonna wrestle what are you gonna do I was like I don't know and um my my wrestling coach, he's the one that always said the attitude never Aaron Truitt, but you know, I, I think it was 
oh, I don't know. It was like, I think it, well, it might've been homecoming or something. You know, like if you're on homecoming court, they list out your sports, you know, you play. And I, I didn't put wrestling on there. I don't know why, but he's like, he's like, I think they left out a sport. You know, he, he saw me afterwards and uh, he's like, after the football season, we'll, we'll talk. And uh, I remember I wrote him a letter because I remember my freshman year, you know, I was horrible my freshman year. I think I went like 10 and 32 was my record. And uh, he, he told me something, you know, cause I, I wanted to stop wrestling after that. Like I, I remember how many lights were in the, the Linmar gym from that tournament because I was on my back so much. There's 36 lights in there. But I wrote him a letter because he always told me my freshman year, he's like, it's not about right now. It's about February 2017. And that would have been the state tournament my senior year. And I wrote him a letter saying that. And he was like, I remember you tell me this. Like, um, I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, he would stay with me after practice, you know, every day, you know, do some extra conditioning and then just, you know, do a drill match. I mean, just to lose a couple, you know, I put my sweatshirt on everything just to lose a couple more pounds. But I think it took me like, it took me like three weeks, three, four weeks. And I was like, I was close. I was close to weight. And then we went on Thanksgiving break and uh, I, I put on, I put on like 12 pounds over Thanksgiving break. Um, so I kind of had to do it. I kind of had to do it again. But uh, I remember the day, the day that I made weight. So in, in wrestling, you always have to get a, um, you get a two pound allowance after Christmas. So you have to make your, your scratch weight, like the base weight one time. And I remember it was the day before, you know, Christmas break. We had a tournament the next day, and I, I remember um, Matt Kroll. He, he's from he's from uh, Mount Vernon. He he uh, played in the NFL for a little bit, but he came in that day. And and my coach and um, Justin Dix, he was a wrestler in a, at a little college in Mount Vernon. But those three came in and were just working me over because like I needed to lose a bunch of weight, and just one after the other, they were they would take turns. Just I think we'd go for a couple minutes and. Oh my gosh! I, I think I started crying after after that practice because I was just so worn out. But then I made weight, and my my head coach, my head wrestling coach, he said, "You're staying in my house tonight." He's like, "Because I don't want you to go home and like have a breakdown and eat everything in sight." So I, I stayed the night at his house, and I made, I made weight, and then I got the two pounds. So and you know, two pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but that's huge. Like that made a huge difference. This is incredible. We're talking offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. I feel like that's spoken like such a true offensive lineman that like someone had to be watching you to make sure you didn't go eat a whole bunch of things that like, that's the babysitting you guys need, which I thought was really funny. Um, and speaking of how much, so then you eventually of course would have had to gain all that weight back to be at the offensive lineman level. And of course it made news recently uh, when your girlfriend posted a video of what all you've been eating, um, which I think you told me was a little blown out of proportion that it wasn't necessarily just one day's worth of food. Like they made it sound. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't on one day. About it, oh my goodness! And so, okay, what is a typical day like? Is it? Are you one of those people that like you have to eat a ton to stay offensive lineman weight, or like how challenging is that? No, it's not challenging. It's no. If I that was, I think that was like we had like three days off before you know the season started, and you know I eat pretty. You know I'm drinking I'm drinking coconut water. You know I eat pretty I eat pretty healthy because you know it's a, it's it's a long season. You got to keep your body right and everything, but. I was like, you know, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat, you know, what I want to eat, you know, before, before I'm not able to anymore. So yeah, that was over like, that was over like three days. <laughs> That's probably better. I feel like that, that, that makes me feel better. Cause I feel like my stomach was hurting just looking at all of that and the idea of it being in one day. Um, so what, what was the hardest part of the transition for you? We heard, I mean, you clearly are good at whether it's making weight for a different sport or being asked to do different things. You're, you're good at these transitions and, and all that for you going from college to the NFL what were some of the the most challenging parts or the things that now stand out to you now that you've had three games 
to, to look at this of, wow, like this is, this is the NFL. You know, at first I thought it was going to be like the, like the playbook and everything, but you know, having come from Iowa, it's, it's, it's not as bad as I thought, you know, we run a pretty pro style offense and, and some, at some t- sometimes I'm just like, Oh, I was like, this is just like that, you know, comparing it to something we ran, you know, something that I like that I know, you know, um, I think the biggest thing was, you know, the game, like game one going against Cam Jordan. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, he's, he's coming, he's coming after me. So, you know, he, he's a big bull rush guy. So I think every play he was just coming downhill, just hit, just hit me. But I think that it was definitely a, like, I was like, wow. All right. Yeah. So that was the welcome to the NFL moment for you. I, th- I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a pretty decent one. Uh, have you had essentially a favorite moment so far or what, what are the things that you've loved most since getting to be in the NFL? I think just being around the whole line. Like I remember people always tell me like, Oh, I mean, they're like, Oh, it's, you won't, you won't be as close with your teammates as, as college and everything like that. And I was like, I, I, was, like, I was like, all right, I was like, that's, that's okay. But then coming here, you know, like, I, like, I love, like, I love these guys. I love the, I love the old line. So I think that's something, you know, I, I really enjoy being around them. And how about the idea of getting to not only play with Brady, but know that you're protecting him. Was there kind of more pressure that went along because it was Brady compared to maybe any other quarterback or, you know, just what were some of the initial um, things like for you when you were first meeting him, first playing with him and realizing, all right, this is it. I'm, I am the person standing between Cam Jordan killing Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah, that was, I think um, week one, that was that really like leading up to the game that really set in, but you know, he's, he's, he's awesome to be around, you know, having him in the huddle is great. Um, You know, he, you know, I remember you like hear stories about him being a really good leader and everything. Being able to experience it like firsthand has been incredible. You know, I, I hate like getting a quarterback touched. You know, I did I did in college with with my quarterback there, and here I think you know I had to even you know step it up. Well, obviously step it up a notch, but um, it just felt like kind of more like um, I think I put like more pressure on myself just because you know of, of who he is and. You know, when it comes, like I said, when it comes down to it, you know, it's just about attitude and effort. Like you, you gotta want, you gotta want to win. You gotta want to protect your quarterback. It's pretty cool having him back there. Yeah, and I mean, what are what are the biggest things that you feel like some of your teammates or other people have taught you? The, the things that you've already learned from other people around you, whether it's Brady, whether it's your fellow O linemen or coaches. What have been some of the most helpful things people have said or, or taught you, or maybe even just shown by example? Yeah, Donnie, Donnie showed me, you know, showed me and told me a lot of things. You know, he always said just it, it's one play at a time. You know, he's like if some whether it be good, bad, or, or anything else, he's like you can't get it back. So he's like you just got to move on. Um, and then I think I think that's all at any level of football. You know, that's some that's something to use. And then uh, I think before week one, he's just telling me he's like you know. Just he's like you don't want to you don't want to think about a bunch of stuff you know going into the game you're going to get overwhelmed. He said just think. He told me to think about my stance and and getting off the ball fast. And he's like just he's like those are two things you can control. And and I still you know I think I think for every every snap I go up there and I, I gotta have a, a good stance and then getting off the ball. Like those, but those you know those are two pretty pretty small things. Um, but you know they 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 work they work pretty well. That's awesome. That's great to hear that uh, you got some some veteran guys helping you on that. Well, we still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. 
It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We are talking to offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. We were just talking about the transition in the NFL, some of the advice guys have given you, and I wanted to hear a little bit about uh, the coaches. So first, uh, what has Bruce Arians been like as a coach, and what did you maybe even know about him beforehand coming in here as compared to what you've now experienced since? Yeah, and I think I think BA's been awesome. Like he, has, he always has good energy at practice, you know, and and some you know he expects a lot out of guys, and you know I, I really like that. Um, he, you know he wants to bet, you know, bring the he wants to get the best out of us, um, and he gets he gets pretty fiery at times too. You know, I, my online coaching college was the same way, um, you know, because he, he you know I think he wants us to be great. Um, so you know I, I love that, um, and it's kind of I think that's kind of pretty much what I heard what I had heard about him. You know, come before I before I came down here and everything, but um, you know I, it's it's awesome having him as a coach. And how about Byron Leftwich? Uh, what do you like about the offense that he's put together? And, and just it's it's got to be pretty cool to have an offensive coordinator that played and played fairly recently, you know. And and I just want to hear what your relationship has been like with him. What what you've seen, you know, him with Brady and, and the way they coordinate, and just overall what what Leftwich kind of brings to this team. Yeah, I think that, that that's pretty cool too. Like he says it a lot. He's like he's like he's been in our shoes, and like he you know he's he's gone through everything that we've gone through. So I think that's awesome, and. You know, I think it's it's I think it's been different is like how much how much like you you throw in the NFL and everything because like coming from Iowa like we ran we we ran the ball quite quite a bit um, but I you know I think it's I think it's been awesome um, you know I'm still kind of learning learning the ins and outs of everything but um, I think I think that's I think that a big thing for me is just oh, there's a there's a specific a, a specific time like last week where he said you know I've been in your shoes and. I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like that's kind of, you know, that's, a, I don't know. I just think, that, I just think it's pretty awesome. That's cool. And, and you brought up how much you guys ran at Iowa. What do you like more, pass blocking or run blocking? And which one do you think you're better at? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I like, I like run, I like run blocking more. Um, I don't know. I don't know which one I'm better at. Because I think coming into the like at the combine, I thought I was better at at pass blocking than I was run blocking. But then the feedback that I got from all from everyone was that I was better at run blocking than pass blocking. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I mean, I know I got I got a lot of work to do in both of both of them, but um, I don't know. Well, so what are those things that you feel like you need to work on now that you have had three games under your belt? Um, and I'm sure you've gotten plenty of feedback from coaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good about that. Um, so, so what are the things now that you feel like you've, you've done? What are, what are you proud of yourself for that you've done well in this time? And then what do you still want to work on? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I, like, I'm just proud. You know, I like going out and competing. I always have. Um, I'm a, I think I'm a very competitive person. That's, that's kind of what I expect out of myself to go out there and give my all. Um, and stuff I need to work on. Um, I need to stay in square. You know, we do a lot more vertical sets um, now. Like in college, I was just sitting on a 45 degree angle. That's like the only. That's like all I did. Um, so definitely stay in square in my sets. Um, and I always need to keep my hands higher. I think I've been coach. Coach Ferris was telling me that since my freshman year, and I'm still getting. I still get it told to me here. Uh, I always keep my hands higher. Um, and uh, um, keeping a wide base too. Sometimes my feet get kind of narrow. And then. I mean, I have to imagine that 
you have some goals for yourself. You have things that as you look at your career, you seem like the kind of guy that would have thought about that kind of stuff of, of what do I want to be? Who do I want to be in this league? You know, what, what are some of those things that as, as you look at yourself individually, what you want to accomplish? Yeah. Um, I got asked this, I got asked this question, I think like during camp or, or something, but it was like, um, I think my answer then was, you know, I just want to be, um, you know, as big a contributor to this team as I can um, and, and do everything I can, you know, to, to help us win. Um, and then now, you know, I, I still need, you know, I don't want to like look too far ahead or anything, you know, um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, what, what do I, what do I want to do or like, you know, with my career, what do I want to, what do I want to accomplish? Um, you know, everyone wants to win a Super Bowl. That's, that's always, that's always up there. Um, I think it's at the top of everybody's list. Um, but I don't know. I don't, some, I, I, I got to write down a, I used to write down on sticky notes to put them on my mirror um, in high school and college, like what, like my goals. So I got, I don't have, I don't have any sticky notes up yet, but I'll, I'll think of something. I'll get back to you. I like that. I like that. Uh, we're talking offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs here. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about how, you know, you, you're such a nice guy. And sometimes people have told you that you, you, you should be more mean. Tell me what's the, the shift in mentality like already for you to be able to still like pancake someone to like flatten somebody out there and then also be helping them up and smiling the next second. Like tell, des- describe to me this mentality. Cause it's not like you're playing anything other than ferocious, but if you're never doing it mean, how, how do you manage all that? Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, it's a little bit harder to get a pancake at, at this league. Um, but just, you know, just helping guys up. I don't know. I just think if I'm still doing my job, if I'm protecting Tom or, you know, if I'm, you know, trying to move the line of scrimmage, um, I just never thought, I just never really thought of being like a jerk or anything, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's the amount of times that like I've been asked this quite like this question is just like, I just don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, I don't feel, see the need to go out there and like get in guys' face or, or like talk a bunch of crap to them or anything like that. I don't know. It's just not. Maybe something will maybe something will, will will change in me, you know, here next year or two or some. I don't know, but I don't know. I just go out there and and want to want to keep Tom keep Tom protected and and uh, get some rushing yards. I think we've got Ryan Jensen for the the feistiness, so I, I think I think you're good. I don't know that I think he kind of holds it down for the line. Probably got that covered. Yeah. Have you ever trash talked or tried? I tried. I tried my junior year um, against Nebraska. Um, and it just felt weird. I was like, is that, what, is that what I'm supposed to say? I was like, I don't know. But, yeah, it, it didn't – I don't know. I didn't really know what to say. They were, they were talking trash to me, and I was like, all right. I just kind of I just kind of sat there and took it. I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, I feel like that could even be worse. You just sit there and smile. Like, that would probably frustrate them more. So that seems like a good strategy. Um, has, has there been anything about the NFL that has surprised you or not been what you expected? Ooh. Um, oh, that's a good one. I don't think so. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. And you, you, you mentioned how much you, you like run blocking. What has run blocking been like for this, uh, this running back group? So far, I mean, you, I mean, you got some, you got some big, pretty big name guys back there, guys that I'm sure you were a fan of even before coming into the league. So, what is it like to block for each of those guys? 
Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Brock Ferrojo, Leonard Shady, it's just I don't, I don't even know. Like I remember when we when we when Shady signed, I remember my buddy, he, he like he's a huge Eagles fan. Like he has been since he was a little kid and, and he's like I don't know, he was just like astounded that I get that I get to play with him. Um but just blocking for these guys. Like I said it like a couple weeks ago, I think just how how hard they run and everything. Um, it's just it's just awesome. Like that's what that's what you love. Like you, you're blocking, and then well it's now now it's weird because you don't have crowd noise, but you know you you hear the crowd like going because you got a big run or something. But um, it's just just stuff like that. You know, it's just awesome having having a group like that. And how about blocking alongside the tight end group? I have to imagine that someone like Gronk as well as you know a guy that you had some people pretty excited you were going to get to be blocking alongside. But yeah, just tell us about what that you've seen from that tight end group, whether it's the blocking side, their pass catching ability, and what it's like to play alongside them. You know, it's it's awesome. I like getting to getting to like talk to talk like talk to Gronk every play, but you know, just just to communicate um, is pretty cool. And, and you know, like these guys, they're you know, they're great blockers, they're great pass catchers. It's, it's just cool, you know, getting to, getting to be, be next to them and and, um, and play with them. And how about the wide receiver group? Do you find yourself watching guys like Mike and Chris almost as a fan, even of you know, guys that were pretty – like you find yourself sitting back just being like, oh, my gosh, look what they're doing. Yeah, like I like I love when we get deep – like there's a there's a deep pass because uh, I kind of get – you know, sometimes you get to see it and, and just watch them. Um, but, that you know, it's – I don't even I don't even know just just getting to see like all like all the guys we have on on this team is just just awesome like I think I think it's a great group I love being around them um and I love going out going out to work with them every day I mean it feels like you have so many options of people to look at to know how to be a pro is that essentially how it felt to you of like oh my gosh I feel like there's just a million options of who to look up to yeah and at first you know I was kind of nervous to like ask questions you know like oh you know you know what I'm saying but uh as as camp went on, you know, as we're, as we're moving forward, you know, it's, it's easier to ask questions or, or, you know, at this and at the same time that they they led, you know, they lead by example. You know, watching Mike or watching watching Tom, watching Gronk, you know, or watching any of the old line guys, it's just um, so you learn how to be a pro pretty quick. And we'll close with this. I always love asking rookies this: the first time you had to hear the cannons go off at our stadium, tell me the reaction. You're shaking your head already. <laughs> It was, it gets you every time. Like, you don't, it's just, I remember in the, in our scrimmage we had out there, I, I didn't think they were going to do it. And it caught me off guard. Like, like oh my gosh, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> but, oh my goodness, they're so loud. It just gets you, it gets you every time. Every time. Well, that's good. At least you're, if it's happening, it means things are going well. So even if you're going to have a heart attack, it was for a good reason. Well, Tristan, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It was, it was awesome getting to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us. We'll be back here next week with Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio. 95.3 WDAE and AM620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best Bucks coverage.